There we go. Now we're live. <laughs> Better late than never. Better late than never. Sorry, everybody, but no intro today because we just did it. Um, so Xanathar goes on with this speech for the next two or three hours. And this speech is just going on and on and on about all of his plans, what he wants to do, the piracy, the import-export shop, take over the, the fight pits. And I'll say for the most part, um, Tyr, give me one more performance check as we'll see how your final hour of performance does. All right. I'm like a step away from proposing 16. our services for the lower ward. Do I get an advantage? Do I still get an advantage? Or No, because your last one was shit. All right, 15. <laughs> 15? Okay. Uh, your, your last two hours were good. Your first hour was great. Um, but it's the um, end of the evening's meal. The lieutenants begin to go their separate ways. Xanathar kind of goes back through the portal gate and the overall meal just kind of just dissipates into some people staying in Skullport, some going back with Xanathar. Um, I'll say the one person that lingers after the table clears and kind of she walks over to Tear. Well, that was an excellent performance. And she drops like a very heavy leather small leather bag in your hand a, a, a tip for this evening's uh entertainment i think well deserved for sure i uh, very much appreciate it thank you oh you're very welcome so what did you guys think of zenithar's little speech i'll tell you something quite honestly He's sending idiots down there to the lower warrens. We successfully made it to this point through various troubles, obstacles, and adventures. I think we could get pretty well paid. I, and I know this is coming from me, which is a bit unusual, but we could really possibly make out if we proposed ourselves to explore those lower warrens for him. I would agree. However, hopefully... We don't. We would not need to work directly under him. I would prefer an employer that would not like to eat us. Oh, like a middleman or something, or kind of contracted through a different party. They mentioned an emporium, so hopefully, I doubt he will be there in person. I, I, I don't believe he eats people. Well, I'm not sure why you would believe that. I, I mean, sure, did, he's, did it, he's ill-tempered, but... Did, uh, is the head that he spat out still on the floor? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that was not the people. That was an insubordinate. That is very different. Oh. Oh, well. I mean, we're we're pretty good at following instructions. I mean, at least I am. I can't speak <laughs> some others in this company. But... But quite capable, innovative, improvise on their feet rather well. What do you I and really your friends? Think we could look for it. What do you and your know. friends know about the lower ones, the unexplored areas of the undermountain? Well, that's where it starts getting really crazy with the the necrotic sort of magic traps, the greater magic set by the seven, probably. Uh, a lot more 
traps and obstacles, of course, to protect it Black Cloak. It sense to find Black Cloak's tomb. Uh, I would say for, yes, my own personal research purposes. That's that's one of the key reasons why I've employed people, you know, here to come with me for my research and work. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, she, she's being humble. I mean, we're going to find it and we're going to release them. That's what we've been doing. We're very good at it. <laughs> we we will get the job done. I do not believe the intent is to release the the entombed individual known as Black Cloak. I, I, I somebody uh, would argue they're not even sure if he's truly dead. Perfect. Yeah, we've let no, out that is like not three, perfect, four, you silly little five. goblin. He's a very powerful mage who we think might be a lich. Uh, right. Right. It's, is this the one wrong. that you were speaking well, to, Wintrude? If he ain't dead, we'll do... kill him. And if he's dead, we'll bring him back. Well, I think... Yeah. I think that well, uh, well. So basically, 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 there's certainly there's our goals and purposes, but uh, if 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 negotiated correctly bet- between our two parties, uh, I think I think we can run parallel, where we we can help each other. Basically, would be the idea. We don't need to go too far into what we're intending. Now. Well, the rumor has it. That Black Cloak had harnessed some kind of life immortality magics, whether through item or spell or possible agreements with nefarious individuals, we are not certain. But almost every expedition that has been funded and sent below into the warrens underneath from this point on have never truly returned. The gangs and the different groups that fought over the Upper Warrens have been dealt with, thanks in no part to some of your own activities. (laughs) And with that, it's made it easier for us to now settle in Skullport, relocate here. We no longer have to live in the sewers and drag warrens of the Waterdeep city, and we could now reside in Skullport proper. And we could better focus our attention on trying to get deeper into the Undermountain as well. Well, that, that, that we've already shown results, is what I'm saying. If we're taking this from a business point of view, if you ta- if you review the situation, we... we I mean, well, look, at, look, at, look at my armor. I mean, this is... You don't just come across this. You, you earn it. You are a strange little <laughs> goblin. Anyways, it's 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 not so much your skill that's in question as much as your loyalty. Oh, I am not loyal. Oh, we know this about you. Look at you. You silly little... Look, you, Gelmia is your name, is it? Is Gelmia is your name? Yeah, but I, it's two R's now because I've been reborn as a younger goblin. You've been what? Reborn? It's a long yeah. story with the yeah. Anyways, um, with no moral. <laughs> <laughs> if I if I could be honest with you, the safest thing, especially these are we're all capable individuals, but especially I think you've noticed with certain members of the party, a, a bit of breathing room, distance from maybe Sanathar or or anybody really really in charge and and our efforts and how we get paid who we answer to things like if we as long as we get results basically. I 
think, uh, Wintrude, give me a persuasion check as the uh, elf seems distracted by Gelmere's like <laughs> obstinance and impertinence. It might help you. It's a 13. 13? She doesn't seem convinced. Mm. Although she admits that you guys have shown some skill in clearing the upper warrens, she has some general hesitation about whether or not you have the necessary skills to deal with the more difficult portions of the Undermountain that would take you down to the remaining tombs of the Seven, as well as the exploratory final depths of where Black Cloak is said to have built the ultimate mage's laboratory where he practiced his arts of immortality. You, you, you know what? We got two people competing in the pits tonight. Why don't you just check them out as a testament to how good we are? And that should be worthwhile. Uh, you plan on competing in the House of Pain, do you? Oh, yeah. No, we're all going to compete. Every single one of us. Well, we Goblin, can... I have a wonderful task for you to try then. Uh... There is an individual that runs the House of Pain. Bring me his head, and I will reward you greatly. But bring you his head? Well, yes. Xenathar uh, wishes to take over the House of Pain. So if the current caretaker of the House of Pain is suddenly dealt with, it makes our job a lot easier. We'd be glad to pay you for your troubles. That, that sounds like that, a lot of trouble. All right, alive, um, <clears throat> alive or dead? Well, if you just bring me his head, I would assume he is dead. It's, okay, it's, good. It's, it's, alive is harder. <laughs> right, if this is if this is what you need from us, we may need some assistance. Would you sponsor us to get into the House of Pain to fight? We have Let's see. Xenothar's guild sponsors you. Favolith is murdered, and therefore it looks obvious that we murdered him. No, we cannot be your sponsor. Not not Xenothar's guild, but say, do you have anyone that could sponsor us on, by proxy? Give me persuasion, Tyr, as she listens to your idea. We have a sponsor now, though, right? Here 20. Right. Filthy, filthy 20. Nice work, sir. Well, if you can come up with a third-party proxy of your own, we don't have establishment here yet. But we cannot be connected to this in any way. We could gladly pay you for his death, but we not, must not be seen in any way um, providing the solution to his death. Fabeth is reasonably liked down here. So there, of course, will be possible spilling of gang fights out in the street, but that is what we manage. Taking the head off the snake is probably the best solution for everybody down here. They just don't know it yet. It, 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 just to be clear, like, do you like physically actually want this person's head in front of you, or do we just need to kill this person? No, I just need proof that he's dead. You are silly, uh, silly little goblin. Well, I, I, you said it. I'm just... <laughs> She just kind of laughs and winks over at you. And and by reward greatly. What do you, what do you, what, do you, what is that? How many how many gems are we talking about here? Oh well, I think we can reward you with the absolute certainty um, that you will gain the contract for the expedition down into Black Cloak's lair. We can also reward you with mu uh, 
money as well as equipment, depending on the outcome of the situation. Um, and I don't know. How about your own residence here in Skullport? Would that be of interest to you? No. Kind of. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Does your little group have a name and a leader? I, I, I still don't know if we've resolved this. Yeah. It's definitely not Galmir. <laughs> <laughs> I would hope not. Uh, we've quite we've all been hired by the halfling. Ah, Wintrude, then. You are the kind of de facto leader of this little party? He's the public face. For for some reason, I feel compelled to do whatever she says right now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's right. That lasts for a little while, doesn't it? (laughs) Curious. Uh, Yes. Uh, if, if anything, may, maybe we term ourselves as a silent syndicate. Oh, fell! It's always good to know that you have names. So, little Winter, how about this? You and your friends enter into the House of Pain. You must find your own sponsorship. We cannot help you with that. Um, once inside, um, do whatever it takes. Track down Favleth. And once you've tracked down Favleth, then get rid of him provide proof that he is gone so that we can go in and establish our own control over the House of Pain. And in your reward for doing this, we will give you exclusive expeditionary rights down to the Lower Warns, including additional maps and information that Xanathar has acquired through his unique talents. As well as a guarantee of 10% of whatever is found down below in the wards. However, the main focus of what Xanathar would like to be found must be brought back to him specifically. Any information, any items, or anything related to effects of immortality and the undying must be brought back specifically for Xanathar. The general wealth of findings, 10%. Any non-specific items can be clawed in later for your own purposes. And shall we say, invoke the right of finders keepers for the lesser of things that you might come across. Uh, does that also invoke uh, losers, weavers? <laughs> All right, Gilmere, you get a D6 for that one. That was funny as fuck. <laughs> I don't know the clause loses weepers, but I do know the clause taketh your head off if you don't shut it up. I, I keep I keep trying to maintain like a role-playing thing, and then Gilmere, the way, the way Zach keeps doing that, I'm just like... <laughs> Oh, I hate it when the weather changes. It's too. Funny. It's so no, no, damp it's, it's right now. Me too, yeah. It's damp, and that pineapple express that came in just brought in all the humidity. Yeah. And I'm not used to humidity in March. That's just weird. <laughs> <sighs> it's been so weird. And uh, does uh, does Xanathar want any more goldfish? Should we be looking for those? Ah, uh, uh, that is exactly why we need to find the immortality magics. We. Use the rules of the goldfish to maintain his sanity. Um, Xenathar, while capable, 
is quite insane. Sometimes he has his more lucid days than his not-so-lucid days. Tonight was a good day, but we expended a great deal of magic and influence to make that so. Wow, it's all—it's—it's it's almost like you know certain members of my own group. Um, it, it, wow, okay. If only I feel gold, for you, Winter. I truly I, feel I, for if, you. You know, if I could just find a goldfish method. I, I, gems have seemed to work so far, and he talked. Anyways, I'm digressing. I—I <laughs> um, I think we could pull this off. I think we tear. Right, right, like we. We don't have to exactly go brawl or anything, right? Like we can get in there as guests. We, we have a we have a spot. Well, true. I, what I'm saying is, go along with the plan of those Rahi and, and you, Alex, already fighting, and then the rest of us can infiltrate. Yeah. Whatever you say, Winter. If we make enough of a spectacle, perhaps that will give you an opening to cut off the snake's head. <clears throat> it would have to be something quite spectacular, though. I think that's probably doable. Well, look, there's either, like, sneaking behind the scenes and finding him and getting to him quietly. Uh, there's you and, and Alex fighting well enough in such a spectacular manner that we get invited to speak with him. Uh, so, some sort of impressive level of performance on your part. We, we're not we're not going to take him out in public, of course. If, if, I mean, what if he's a really nice guy, and he and he offers uh, a lot of gems? Uh, how about this, Wintrude? Do you have any qualms with? Are you guys having this conversation that? in front of the Alpha? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah of right. course, because we have no guile. <laughs> and, and, and to be clear, just, let's just tell her. Is this a snake person? Are are we looking for a snake person? We're going to cut Actually, out the snake. That's a good point. It's a spider. Cyan, could you give us any details you might have about our target? Uh, my understanding is that Favolith is a, uh, a Goliath uh, gentleman. Um, he does have his own cadre of followers as well as his own inner security within the House of Pain. Maybe a dozen or more individuals that could be a threat. Um, he tends to hire for brawn versus brave. He does not run a very efficient organization, just very profitable. I see. And, and while, while we're talking about murder, there's this dwarf blacksmith at the outskirts of the market. Do you need this person dead too? or Why know? would I need him dead? Who I do not even know who you speak of. He's just, he's real bad. If, I'll throw it in for free if you want it. Uh, give me a persuasion check. <laughs> uh, eight. Eight. I don't think... Murder must have profit. We, we, we seek no advantage of blacksmithing or any kind of... We will be import-export of exotic creatures. We have no quarrel with this dwarf, so no. If you murder him, it's under your own volition. No, yeah, no I'm, not, I'm not allowed to, so I'll just see if you if you are into it. Oh, it's a, you're it's not allowed? You are very strange. But, uh, my so, my boss you know, says no. <laughs> <laughs> so do we have a deal, then, about the House of Pain? Is this something that we can bargain? Rahi, fellas? Yeah, this we'll 
we'll These see what we can do, terms. and we will get back to you. Where can we find you? <laughs> Poor Alexander's like, you know, I was finally on the right side of the moral compass. Well, <laughs> 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 good. Bargain met and done. Uh, keep me apprised. I will be staying here at the Overflowing Urn for the next week or so while I settle Xanathar's affairs. We'll be acquiring a couple local shops and businesses, uh, as well as some other property to establish ourselves. So I'll be here for some time. What's the drow's name again? I'm always forgetting. Scion. Scion. With an S, right? Uh, C. Scion. C-Y-I-O-N. Scion. And that, that's who we're talking to, right? Correct. Sure, okay. and this is the one that used to be work with the bugbear, but had worked to uh, get rid of him and then uh, plant Xanathar's people in charge. Or the, uh, no, the, uh, not the bugbear. He was the lesser lieutenant of the entrance. The Gorgrim. Gorgrim, the uh, ogre. Yeah. <laughs> the half ogre. So... Well, good. I will leave you all to it. Uh, Tear, she tipped you 25 plat. Woo! How familiar are you, uh, uh, Gelmir and Wintrud, Very. with assassination? <laughs> Gelmir's like, this will be my 50th, I think, assassination. I'm well known. Um, <laughs> Wintrud. Yeah. Do you, have any, do you have any qualms with putting a dagger in the back of Fabolith? Because, I mean, there's many ways we can get go about doing this, but one of the simplest ways could be going invisible under the cover of night and right in his back. If, you know, we have no other path to complete our quest. Well, what if science worse than That is not our concern, even if I, we bargained for uh, a home here. We do not ever need to see this place again. Our goals lie down below, not here. I do not care if Xanathar claims this place. Uh, and yeah. uh, This place sucks. I'm sure you, you were planning on going back <laughs> up top, but this is kind of like going lower, so I mean... Well, you, uh, the idea is I have a certain amount of research information, um, certain obligations that I need to check in on up top, but with the idea of returning, that I'm not going back up to stay up. I, I thought we were all coming back to continue, if you're willing. I'm certainly not holding anybody under any obligation once you get topside. That's interesting. Well, we can do this job, then we can leave, head back to Waterdeep, and figure out if you would like to continue adventuring deeper into the dungeon. Yeah, Winter, whatever you say goes. I swear well, by it. Yeah. So with that, I need a moment. I'm going to go and talk to Drogoth. All right. What was the name of our sponsor? I don't even. The majestic bones. We contacted them, and 
Oh, that's the name of the sponsor. Okay, because I have that as my note, and I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, it's like a syndicate, right, that sponsors fighters. I was just (laughs) Correct. (laughs) Having a language today. (laughs) Sorry, sorry, guys. I'm a little bit like, I don't know what to do. So you're going to go track down the tavern keeper, correct, Tyr? (laughs) Yeah. Go track down Drogoth. Uh, What are the rest you going to do? Um, let's see. And it's currently mid-evening. Um, the House of Pain tends to open up, like, right, like, at the late evening mark. Like, near the, kind of, like, midnight kind of time slot. Um, Well, should Gelmir and I head down to the pits, see about just spectating, finding out this Bavlith looking around? That would be good. Reconnaissance is always necessary for clandestine missions. Gelmir, you seem really on top of your game, like coordinating, you know, working with us. Let's keep this up. You you should teach me about books on our way over there. I I can answer any questions you may have. Um, I certainly uh, would be able to lecture a little bit, should should that be useful to you. Oh my god, I love your your lectures went church. <laughs> First question about books. Are they all written down? Every one of them. Th- that's the medium, yes. Hmm. Interesting. R- r- written down. Um, of course, there's oral tales. There's a long tradition. I could recommend a few works on that if you like of oral poetry. Uh, there's some great experts up in Waterdeep, too. But they're not a book until they're written, Gelmir, just to clarify. Indeed. Uh, if we are not talking about the assassination attempt, I'm going to go up to our room to prepare a couple things. Uh, hopefully, I would like to create a poison to assist you with your task. Okay, so Rahi, you're going to work on a poison alchemy for a few hours, see if you could come up with something. Uh, Tyr is tracking down Drogoth, the tavern keeper. So I can, um, I can hand How much time do we have until my... the fight? Probably, Maybe. I mean, you got a good four or five hours. I, I, if it helps, I can hand Rahi like a few of my arrows or something that where if, he, if she feels like she can manipulate the air, I don't know, like a delivery method or anything. Right, right. The poison would, I thank you for your uh, thinking you would... ahead, but the, the poison should be applied fresh oh. rather than in to be used in a couple hours' time. Okay. All right, well, I mean, Gelmir and I will will head off then, if that's okay. Alex, Rahi, I assume you'll be preparing to actually enter the ring, do the fighting. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm actually gonna look for uh, a place to like train, you know, get my punches Mm. straightened out. Well, Unless Gelmir, we, you would like Gelmir? to box with me. Gelmir, you, you, you want to wanna box it out? Uh, no, I got a lot of book learning to do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, Gelmir and Wintrude, where are you guys heading off to? We, we, we would be heading to enter the pits as spectators, like maybe laying okay. down. Okay, so you head over to the fountain where uh, Roctavio the halfling kind of yeah, like, like guard on things go there after uh, okay draw 
Okay. So we'll Alexander say you two linger Ainley. waiting for Tyr because he's going to have a conversation with Rogoth. Uh, Drogoth. And Rahi, you're upstairs, correct? Working on your poison? Well, before uh, I go up there, I uh, talk to Alexander. I might have a way to assist you with your training uh, if you are willing to follow me up to our room. Yeah, I would. Uh, yeah, I'll follow you to the depths of hell. PEDs. <laughs> all, all nine of them. PEDs. <laughs> all nine of them. development. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. So we'll start with Tyr. Tyr, you can see Gelmir and Wintrude lingering as you begin your conversation with Drogoth. And he goes, <laughs> well, I see it went, it went pretty well. Uh, oh, went amazing, as expected. How's the yeah. leg? Uh, much better, thank you. Um, I still enjoy my fatty foods, but you know, as long as you're around to fix the gout, I'm okay with that. <laughs> uh, we're just coming to see uh, see about picking up the pay for the night and get yeah, out of here. Yeah, so um, here's the thing. Um, Xenothos people will be coming and going for the next day, few days, maybe even up to a week. Um, could you maybe perform a couple more times for me, just in case? Uh, I'm not entirely sure that I'll be in Skullport. I, I totally understand. Um, but as long as you and your friends stay here, you can stay free of charge. Um, and here is your 150 gold for tonight's performance. And if you choose to perform any other time, <laughs> I'll gladly pay you that stipend. Awesome. Sounds good. Thank you very much. Pleasure doing business with you. Absolutely. Hopefully we'll see you soon. So the three of you then head out of the tavern to go find the fountain and the entrance into the House of Pain, which you already know where it is. You just got to make your way over there. Okay. Uh, Ryan Alexander, you're up in the room. What would you like to work on? So I start setting out my alchemy supplies. Okay. Um, and not even bothering to look at Alexander, I will the... Shadow double uh, into existence. <laughs> this will be your training partner, and then I will the shadow to uh, attempt to maim him. <laughs> the shadow's like a blur. It comes right at you, Alexander, and this punch is coming right towards you. Give me a deck save. <clears throat> Twenty-one. Twenty-one. You duck prepared. underneath the punch as it goes right over you, and then a knee is coming up towards your chin as you duck. Uh, give me another deck save. Twelve. Twelve. Poof. You feel the knee connect with your chin, but not enough to do damage. Just enough to feel the pressure, and you feel yourself knocked back slightly. What do you want to do as the shadow is getting ready to come at you again? Uh, um, I, I, I try to... I try to take a swing at its at its face with my with my right hand. Go for it. Um, give me a give me an attack roll, an armed attack roll. Alright. I think that's Oh no, I can do it unarmed, right? Okay. So that would be a fifteen. Fifteen. As your punch goes out, the shadow kind of moves to the side and it goes right by their jaw, like the shadow of their jaw. But it leaves their rib cage open. Uh, give me another attack roll as you bring your left up and into its chest. 
18. 18. <laughs> you feel it connect and the shadow kind of folds under the blow of your of your left uh, your left hand. And the two of you begin to just do this back and forth sparring over the course of the next hour as you're beginning to practice your your and you get the feeling that the shadow is helping you respond to what might be actual fighting that you might see. Um, and it's a mixture of dodging and near headshots and grapple attempts. And at one point, you're like throwing the shadow across the room and the shadow gets up and comes charging back at you. And while it makes connections with you, it never truly harms you. It's almost just like you're just fighting this pantomime that is kind of like just giving you all these insights within the idea of of, of what fighting unarmed could potentially feel like. Right, so this is amazing. This is this is incredible. This is the results of our journeys. These artifacts put together. Thank you for re responding well to this. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm going to do this every day. <laughs> that will not be possible. <laughs> I need to. I can only do this so many times per day. All right. Well, and, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Every day, at least at least one time. I mean, okay, maybe not. All right. I will well, consider I'll, I'll it. Take it by ear. All right. <laughs> so, Rai, is there sparring behind you? Um, go ahead and give me an intelligence check as you put the poison formula together. I'm attempting to make a poison that target. I imagine it be the uh, target being a Goliath would be have a very high constitution. They tend to, yeah, they yeah. tend to be highly resistant and um, have. A, they do have some immunities, typically to. Uh, cold. They're very resistant to most physical um, common um, uh, attacks. Um, and they're often very <clears throat> susceptible to magic. Like they're, they're not the brightest group in the world. Alright. Um, I'm just going to check my inventory to see if there's anything they can add to the poison to take. Okay. Advantage of that. I have two vials of acid blood, and I cannot remember where I got them. <laughs> I think you got those from. Oh, where did you get those? That was that was an outcome of a fight that you got those from. Oh, I think it was with those spiders that basically bathed me and acid when I tore them apart. Um, or it so, could have been the giant caterpillar things, right? Yeah, there was like a or, or like the fat ticky things when we were in one of the chambers, right? We, the I think it was when you guys Alex. went and talked to that weird kind of like patron and mm -hmm. he had the he had the the kill room or whatever with all the hanging corpses in it. I think he, I think you got it from there. But either way, I know what the formula of it does. So you're going to add that to your. You're, are you creating, trying to create a unique poison formula, basically? Yeah, I'm not okay. entirely sure I'll use the acid blood. What I'd like to do is to either make something like, the, you know, how there are certain 
diseases and chemicals that actually fare better against mm -hmm. heightened immune systems. Mm -hmm. um, they basically make the immune system attack itself. Yep. And since the immune system is bolstered, it becomes even more destruct uh, destructive. So you're trying to create a disease effect more so than a poison effect? Uh, I don't think of the materials unique. for a disease, but if there's, there's a poison, poison... There's disease, there's necrotic, necrosis. There's, like, the most powerful effect is necrosis. Um, because the delivery system does virtually no damage, but the necrosis poison can do a great deal of damage. Uh, do, I have the, uh, do I have the means to do something like that? Um, as long as you have one ingredient that would describe itself as having a necrotic effect. Um, so it depends on what ingredients see. you have. I kept scrapings of the uh, worm, but uh, I don't think that would do it. Hmm. What about a Theo's staff or something like that? Like a sort of incantation uh, <laughs> sort of like somatic sort of use of it? I don't know. Yeah, magic isn't really my forte. Okay. Um, hmm. I think I'm going to try for disease since I don't have any necrotic components. Okay. Or at least necrotic components that I'd be willing to cannibalize for this project. Alright, so yeah. for disease effect, are you trying to fit, like, physically, like, affect their strength? Affect their, um, uh, do a, affect their constitution? Affect their, uh, what do you want to kind of like put around that effect um i think i would like to go for the nerves um, okay so go ahead and give me an intelligence check to see how well you assemble the formula this is a new formula so it's just a regular intelligence check mm -hmm. let's see Oh, 19. 19. You put together a formula called Disease of Lethargy. And the formula states that it it reduces their movement by half, and they can only choose one of three things. They can either move and use an action or use a bonus action. So you create a formula called Disease of Lethargy. Now, you do have the componentry for it, but because it's your first time assembling it, now I need a wisdom check as you begin to assemble it. Uh, Alexander, I require your assistance with something. <laughs> well, that's great. I'm right here. He comes over sweaty. He's just got his breech pants on, and he's got all these, like, imprint bruises from the, the shadow of him, and them kind of, like, you know, uh, sparring for the last hour. All right. I'm going to measure out these ingredients and I want you to double check ev all of this. Okay. So, yeah. This because you're actively RPing it, you could either have Alexander make the wisdom check or yourself with advantage. Your choice. Uh, it, oh, it's wisdom. All right. Uh, you roll. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, I'm basically looking at different vials and, and trying to determine 
what the measurements are based on what you're just making sure that he's not making mistakes um all right well this one uh you said it should be at about this level uh that's a 14 okay okay that's actually pretty good um you correct two of the vials that he was assembling so rahi it's a good base number for a new formula oh i Uh, I thought both of us were going to roll uh it was either advantage oh gotcha yeah so you can roll now as well rahi regular wisdom check i rolled a not 20 for 19. okay between the two of you you assemble it pretty well. Give me sleight of hand, medicine, or nature. And because you did so well on that assembly of, 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 of putting the components together, you can now add your proficiency modifier to this role as well. So you can either use sleight of hand, nature, or medicine to do the final composition of the, of the ingredient. Uh, sleight of hand. 10 plus... Uh plus proficiency so that's 14 a 14 you do a pretty decent job of assembling everything and you make a potion of lethargy single dose it can either be drunk or applied and whoever drinks it or is affected by it must make a DC 14 constitution save to avoid the effects Got it. And if they fail that constitution save, they take 1d6 um, uh, disease damage, and then their movement is halved. They can only choose a single... They can only choose from one of their three abilities, an action, a bonus action, or able to move. They cannot do all three. And the effects last up to 10 minutes. We'll say that you and Alexander spend a good hour or so working on this, brewing it, practice sparring, and spend most of the evening in preparation to get down into the House of Pain. Gelmir, Wintrude, and Tyr, you arrive to the fountain, and there's the halfling sitting up on the fountain space looking down at you, looking very bedraggled and very much um, unhappy. Um, Sees the three of you approach. Oh, uh, it's a little early if you're here to enter the fights. We're here to watch. Oh, spectators. Well, I was really hoping. You know, the women do really well here. You sure you don't want to fight? A lot of, they get a lot of bets on them. No. Yeah, no, we have something else we're supposed to do. <laughs> oh, what's that? Um... <laughs> Uh, Watch the fights. Uh, uh, Watch our friends. We're, we're, we're here to evaluate our two friends who will be fighting and give. Oh, them did they? Did they get sponsors? Yeah, they worked it out. Oh, who are they getting sponsored by? Oh, who was it again? Something bones monster. Oh, yeah, yeah. the majestic bones. Majestic yeah, bones. Do, yeah, they do a lot of sponsoring down here. That's yeah. awesome. All right, well, give me, give me sack. He jumps off the the um, section of the fountain that he's sitting on. He goes over to uh, kind of like old, like just decaying stone statue and he he pushes it back and it slides and kind of pivots slightly and then like a five foot stone slab kind of drops (laughs) revealing kind of like an old set of stone stairs leading down 
below the surface. But just right. out of curiosity, it's yeah. not important. Yeah. Do you know of like a really important Goliath person named uh, Fabian or uh, Favolith? Yeah, he runs everything down there. Yeah, where is he? It would be the easiest way to get. To uh, him. There's two places he might be. He's either down uh, in the casino, or he's over um, drinking at the bar with his lieutenants, or he's up in the main spectators box when they're when they're actually fighting. Did you have a map of these locations and can you tell no. me how much security he no, has? How about, how about we just, and I just put my arm around him and we just start walking. Uh, that's okay. He didn't get a very good insight check. He just got a, I, no, no. I mean, we don't do the whole map of the stars thing here. It's, it's, it's all pretty self-explanatory back down there. I wouldn't worry too much. He just easily gets starstruck is all. You know, somebody owns oh. a big fancy fighting pit and all the action and testosterone and everything flying around. He really, yeah. You know, he like collects autographs and things. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, sure he'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so as you guys start walking down the stairs, um, it's a... Um, it's an interesting 20, 30, 40 foot journey zigzagging down and then you eventually get into what must be like the old sewers that used to support mm. Skullport at some point and it's a twisty windy kind of warren of old sewer tunnels that eventually lead you to another set of metal stairs that take you even further down and now you're beginning to smell seawater as you begin to realize now you're below the waterline. Oh, wow. And you can see all the stalactites and stalagmites that are like salt forming in some of the tunnels and it takes you a good 15 minutes to descend all the way down into what looks like just this entrance into a large like a large arena or coliseum. And it's been purposely built underground. You can tell that it's been recently built, probably within the last few years. There's lots of cages and pens and, like, sitting areas that are currently empty, although there's uh, maybe two or three cages. One cage has an owl bear in it. Um, another one has a saber-toothed tiger in it. Um, the really cool one is this very large cage with a large ape inside of it um kind of like heavily chained and kind of purposely being kept mellow um maybe this is part of the fight this is one of the fight opportunities hard to tell for sure um but currently everybody down here mostly appears to be spectators people that are walking by and kind of like you know every now and then they'll stop at a kind of like a an area where fighters are getting ready. They're either sparring or practicing or, you know, it, it's basically like Venice beach, right? They're just, they're, they're, they're weightlifting and they're doing pull-ups and, you know, they're, when they talk to each other, they're peacocking because they're trying to look, you know, all like badass and shit. And then the spectators kind of giggle and kind of like go back and forth over wages and bets. And then off to your right, you could see a squat building that just like lots of laughter and music are coming after out of it. And it just says um, uh, like, there's a little sign across it called the gambling den. Um, and then in front of the gambling den is this goblin 
who is on a huge like ladder and he's scooting back and forth on this chalkboard. And okay, these yeah. these big chalkboards with all these strange names and little like connecting lines and tiers of competition. And down below is another goblin with this big great iron box. And there's a queue of people that are kind of gambling and like uh, betting on the different names that are up on the chalkboard as well. And the main entrance to the Coliseum goes like right into a series of right and left stairs that go up into the the grandstands of this encircling Coliseum. And as you kind of like just looking around, you can see the pits. You can see the there's like four or five of them and they're not very big. They're only about 100 square foot each. And they've got ropes and chains that keep them cordoned off. And you can tell that there will probably be multiple fights going on at the same time to kind of keep with the pace of all the different gamblings and everything. And then off to your left, you can see another short, squat little stone building um, uh, called The Hole. And it looks like maybe it's just a place where people go to drink. And then up on the highest tier of the Coliseum, that's only about maybe... 20, 30 feet tall. It's nothing too fancy. You can see the viewer box, like the big, like where all the mucky mucks and the people with a lot of money probably are at the highest point looking down into the fight pits themselves. So you guys are there. What would you like to do? Is, is Tyr with us though? Tyr here? here yeah. I'm here. Yes. So, Gilmir, if anyone asks, you just tell everybody we're here to do some gambling, a little bit of drinking, and watch some fights. We're not looking for anybody specific, okay? We're not, because that's going to make them be suspicious of us. Okay? I am a great liar. Okay. <laughs> so you tell me, what what are we here to do then? If we anybody asks. We're not looking for fat. No, not not what we're not doing. Just what are we here to do? Don't do not not. Just what are we here to do? And I'm telling you, you're asking me. <laughs> if anybody oh, pretend I'm somebody else. Oh, cheer. Uh, <laughs> we're looking to gamble with fabulous life. <laughs> right? And then do it. How about how about this? How about here, like me? How about this? How about you just don't talk if anybody asks you anything, and I'll just ask the questions. Maybe tear or tear, tear, tear. And here's why. Here's why. Um, it, it, it's just that uh, tear love really loves and respects you, and, and he just feels like he doesn't get an opportunity enough to like know you well enough. So if you just let him talk for you, like you guys will be better buddies, right? Right, tear. Yeah, I mean I, I'm not sure why, but I'm angry at Tia right now. Oh. Okay. But he, he'll make it up to you. He's he's gonna make it up to you with everything he's saying. Just you know, he can talk for you. But let's you know what we can do right now though. Speaking of not using your mouth, or we can occupy it with something else. We can go get a drink and then go check okay. out the casino. Should we let the animals out? No, no, don't touch them. <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to keep it in the back pocket just in case. Okay. <laughs> um, and, and, and as you guys are having this conversation, like a group of four Goliaths walk by and they're wearing, um, uh, they're not wearing any armor and they're each carrying these huge, like two-handed mauls that kind of like strap onto their back. 
and they have tattoos that kind of um, that all match. And you get the feeling this might be the security for the House of Pain. As as they walk by, I'm just going to go <coughs> fabulous <coughs> and just see if any. Well, give me persuasion or intimidation. Your choice, Gelmer. <laughs> is it uh, bad? I just want to know: is it this? Is his name Fablet or Fa- what? How is his name? That I'm misunderstanding. Possibly that's a that's a natural one for a total of one. Okay, Fabulous. It's F A V I O T H S. Fabulous. F A F A V I T H O S. Fabulous. The Goliath stop for just a moment and in unison kind of turn to look over at Galmir and they just kind of break out into hideous laughter of like you got to be fucking kidding me and then they just turn back to walking away they're, they're, they're talking about somebody letting goblin children into the fight clubs Uh, should we just kill all the Goliaths? <laughs> Again, let's go get that drink. And what it's were you going to say, Tier? Oh, that went much better than I thought. I thought I, I, I had my response already planned out <laughs> for that uh, engagement, but that was great. <laughs> yeah, Natural One kind of saved your ass that time, Gelmir. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys die. going over to the hole, or are you going over to... Um, the gambler's den. The den. Should we get? I I don't know. Like I I'm of the mind we should go to the casino because that's where the money's made, right? Like if you're the boss of the place, wouldn't you want to be where the money's? They said he might be there gambling with his lieutenants. Um, as we're walking by, I'd like to make note of how many guards I see. Give me perception check as you keep an eye out for the security. Twenty-two. Twenty-two. Um, at the main entrance of the Coliseum, you see at least three um, Goliaths, uh, two female, one male. Um, at any given time, you notice two separate groups of four Goliaths um, wandering the outside of the Coliseum. You notice two over at the hole, and you notice two over at the den. And the main access point you guys came out of, there were two located there as well. Um so quite a few so far. And do any of their paths seem to like, do any of the areas like for the wandering guards, any of those areas seem more important than any other? Like, uh, No, for you right now, it feels equally distributed. Um, chances are though, based on what you're seeing with the presence of all these guards, he's probably got a bodyguard as well. Hmm. Okay. So, 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 you want to head to the all Goliath guard? So, so, so yeah. far, yeah. If, if I'm going to pretend to gamble, I need money to gamble. Tears <laughs> <laughs> like fuck you, Galbert. You got money. <laughs> I didn't even hear him. <laughs> I know he's tears like just focused. Um, I'm going to go through and I'll and I'll just relay the information about the guards and I will I'll mention this that in you know gambling den fight club there's probably going to be a couple plain clothes people 
maybe not now, but as the pit opens up, I'm assuming they'll have some guys, guards, that are not Goliaths, that are just dispersed throughout the crowds. Do you, do you think Yelmir's right, though, that maybe at a certain point we have him open some of those cages? Like, if the moment's right, if really we think, think we can... Yeah, I think once we've uh, identified our target, that might be a big enough of a commotion for us to maybe slip in, slip out. Let's wait until the place opens up and we meet back up with uh, the rest of the crew. But I okay, think so, we should keep that in mind. So casino. We go to the casino. Yeah. What, what, if, okay. what if I go to the casino and I make a huge spectacle to try and figure out who the plainclothes people are and you guys kind of spot them? I didn't, I didn't say the plain clothes stuff to Gelmir. Just to win. <laughs> just, I was just whispered to Witcher. <laughs> Gelmir, you know what I've read though. Check this out though. You, you were talking about books and everything. I've I'm, read. I'm over it. I don't. No more books. Okay. <laughs> but here's something. I, I, I'm not going to tell you to read the book, but here's what I learned from a book. You are 27% more likely to win any bets that you do at gambling if you use your own money than if you try to use somebody else's money. <laughs> but that means that I'm 73% more likely if I use somebody else's money, right? No. No. No, you're 27% more likely to win when it's your own yeah. money. You're 27% more likely to lose if, if you're trying to use somebody else's money. You want to lose. You want to win. So let's go. Gonna, let's go. I'm just going to stick to the burger. <laughs> let's let's check the casino. Hey, you, you 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 use your you gamble. You don't gamble. Let's just take a look. Yeah, I'll follow everyone in. <laughs> He's going to get us killed, dude. He's going to get. Us <laughs> It'll be quite the story. It'll either, he's going to say the wrong thing, or he's going to slip up, or slip off, and open those cages. Or like... I have a low charisma. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying I have a low charisma. <laughs> Everything else is your fault. <laughs> I have a low charisma. Jesus. <laughs> We're so doomed. So you guys enter into the den. It's busy. There's all manner of people here. Um, they seem to be in groups, uh, making exchanges in bets. As you guys walk in, the queue of people out front of the chalkboard, there's just names going up like crazy. Um, and the chalkboard is being filled out. Um, you do notice that Alexander and Rahi's name are up on the chalkboard with a mention of sponsorship from the Majestic Bones. Okay. So clearly the Majestic Bones have communicated their intent on sponsoring these two new fighters, um, mostly because Tyr's passive perception would be enough to pick up on this. Um, or or when, who's got... Well, both of us. We have. Yeah, you both have pretty yeah. good passive perception. Um so knowing their names, they're in a bracket called the newcomers bracket. And you can see that Rahi is paired up with 
uh, someone that goes by the name of Selfia. And uh, Alexander is paired up with someone that goes by the name of Zaltor. Or Valtor. Sounds like a medication. (laughs) (laughs) Side effects include. (laughs) And there's already odds. And most of the odds are either 2 to 1 or 3 to 1 against Alexander or Rahi. Since they're unknown and beginner fighters. So, Quick quick question. Are we going to have time to collect winnings after the not murder is there a point in placing a bet or are we going to have to dip out real quick after you know hard to say if if we do it good we can just continue as normal Richard you should make a bet I, I, oh boy am I calculating and making a lot of bets in my head right now (laughs) anyways let's take a look at these tables let's see what we got going on Uh, looking around the tables are mostly dice tables for the most part. Um, and they're pretty much um, groups of 10 and 12 people. And they're playing a game called Throwing Bones, which is the equivalent to craps. Uh, snake eyes and boxcars are bad. Um, anything else will bet against that number being rolled. Um, and if it is rolled, it pays out two to one odds. And this is a common game. It's a it's it's a game that's easy for people to understand, but it could be very profitable. Um, and you could see at least two Goliaths with the House of Pain tattoo wandering the floor, keeping an eye on people's behavior. Um, you could see in the very back of the room, at a slightly elevated table, you see a particular Goliath that might be fabulous. He's huge. He's even sitting down. He must be eight or nine feet tall. He's almost as wide as he is tall and he's covered in tattoos. Um, There's a metal plate covering the lower part of his face where he's probably suffered a grievous wound. And it kind of, you know, gives his jaw a weird formation kind of look. Sitting to either side of him is a, a female Goliath to his right and then a dragonborn to his left. Um, And they seem to be drinking and in heavy conversation about something, but they're at the very back and there's at least a a large half ogre individual kind of nearby that table, just kind of keeping an eye on things. Metal plate, you say? Yep, metal plate to replace part of his jaw, yeah. Trust me, I, I thought about that when I created this guy a while ago. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> Somebody's going to have heat metal and just make my life miserable. Here, do you think you could give Gelmir his cut from what the overflowing urn paid you so he could gamble? Maybe we, you and I can get a bit closer to that table up there. I was to take the cut off of what Gelmir's got to pay to get to Waterdeep, but... <laughs> now, do I hear any of this? <laughs> um, you could be a, what's your passive perception, Gil? Uh, 16. 16? Uh, give me, um, <laughs> tear, since you're whispering to Wintrude, uh, give me deception. Because you're right. kind of at a point with Gelmir where he's just kind of a leech. 25. 25? No, Gelmir, you're too enthralled. With the den. Just seeing all the gambling, the different personalities. You're just lost in just lost in it all. 
There's gems everywhere. Yeah, in fact, the magical device you recently acquired, you're convinced. There's probably gems everywhere. We don't need to go any further. This is it. This is home. Why why don't you go ahead and find a table and try your luck? Okay, perfect. And I'm going to go over to Fabulous's table. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) You guys watch as Gelmir starts walking towards the table that Fabulous, the Dragonborn, and the other Goliath are sitting at. And as he gets closer, the huge half-ogre, like, steps away from where he's keeping an eye on everything and just stands in front of Gelmir looking down with his huge meaty arms crossed and going, Oh, you lost, little girl. No, uh, I... This is a private uh, table. It looks like it's the only table that can afford my high level of wealth. He kind of looks down at you and looks over at Favolith and... Look at my armor. I'm fantastic. uh, Give me a persuasion check. Uh, that's a seven. Um, <laughs> <laughs> <Hot dice> Sorry. <today. laughs> uh, I think you need to go elsewhere, little goblin. You're not wanted at this private table, if you get more meaning. Uh, I'm not wanted at most tables. That doesn't stop me. And I'm just going to start yelling fabulous. <laughs> uh, give me either acrobatics or athletics. Why? Acrobatics, so I have advantage. Um, that is a 27. A 27. This huge ogre hand goes down to kind of like grab you by the collar. And you like slip right underneath his legs and his hands. You end up behind him and a little bit closer to where Favolith is sitting. Um, give me a performance check as an overall kind of like flair for what you're trying to do. 16. 16. All right. Favolith kind of looks and smiles at what you just did. The dragonborn kind of just winks as well, and Favolith holds his hand up. Uh, it's okay, Grim. Uh, just he could sit with us. I-, I find these type entertaining before I pull them apart. Uh, sure, have a seat with us if you'd like. Uh, what's your name, little gobbo? Wentrude. Oh, that's an interesting <laughs> name. I take it you're... It doesn't matter. Have a seat, Wentrude. Happy to be here. I love books. You don't strike me as the type that would. Uh, I'm full of surprises. Yes, you are. Are you entering the competitions tonight? Uh, no, no, I've got my eye on uh, bigger game, and I wink at Fabulous. Uh, uh, give me persuasion as you do that. Did you know books were written? <laughs> I, am, I am literally crying right, and laughing so hard. I got an eight. An eight? Um, listen. I don't know what you've heard. I dabble, but I, I'm not necessarily looking for a relationship right now. So it, you're more than welcome to be down here. Just, you know, just know that I'm, you know, I'm over here. You're over there. We'd be mindful of each other's space. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, you did wink much, at me. How much money do I need to, for this game? 
What game? We're just sitting here having a conversation, drinking our ales. Oh, I I thought we were playing a game here. No, that's at the other dice tables. I, this is my <laughs> private booth, my private table. You, you guys want to play a game? I, I'm pretty sure we already established boundaries. Okay. Um, if you were going to be alone at some point tonight, when would it be and where? Uh, Grim, he's not getting it. Wintrude's not getting it. Would you escort him out, please? And you feel like this heavy hand just kind of grab you by the collar. It starts walking you like through the like through the through the den. Uh, Wintrude and Tear, you watch as this big half ogre is just gently carrying uh, Gelmir, and then eventually gets to the door, and you just watch as he gets tossed right out the door. And, uh, oh, let's go ahead and take our break, and when we come back, <laughs> we'll see where this leads us, because this is terrifying me. I'm not going to lie. It's terrifying. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I got to Oh, my God. And we are back. Buck, buck, buck. Waiting for everyone to get back from their break. <laughs> Fucking Gelmir. <laughs> oh. Do 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 fucking Gilmer. <laughs> I I can't tell you the last time I laughed so hard. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm trying to whew. I had to open the window. I was like so just dying from laughter. <laughs> So, Wintrude, as you and Tyr watch Kelmer get escorted out, not too gruffly either. It, it's and and like the half ogre's got like a big beefy smile on his face while he's doing it, and opens up the door and just kind of tosses Kelmer out the door, leaving you and Tyr inside. Would we have heard the whole conversation that went down just now? No, I would have said you would have been off in the crowd. And Gelmir very specifically went marching up towards his table. And the crowd's pretty loud. So I'd say you caught bits and parts of the conversation, but not in its entirety. Did I catch anything about the whole I dabble? <laughs> um, I mean, he was either talking about dabbling in gambling or different types of sexual encounters. You're not really sure. Mm, okay. 
Because at first, when you were over here in Gelmir, it sounded like Gelmir was propositioning Favolith. That's how he took it, right? <laughs> That's how Favolith took it. <laughs> because he winked at him. So he didn't really... Wasn't sure what the purpose of the of the week was. <laughs> that that's what that's so there's uh, that that's what I'm trying to just process is. <laughs> Gelmir was so Gelmir that he that guy had no idea what he was even trying to talk to him about or <laughs> nope. anything else. He thought it was like some bizarre kinky proposition. Well, he rolled a four on his insight, so he was like, "Okay, this guy's weird," and and that's coming from me. so the gambling is still going on around you the conversations people talking about bets um and i would say with your guys's passive perception there's a lot of talk about a um a dragonborn that goes by the name of thrax and evidently they are a very experienced pit fighter and can they talk about him in ways it sounds like he makes a lot of money. Um, he's one of the longest running pit fighters down here. And it's considered pretty amazing if you could beat this guy. And he's currently undefeated. Okay, so... <clears throat> yeah, I gotta get my <laughs> throat back. I was like gonna try to... <clears> throat> <laughs> yeah. Go here. So, so do we? Do, do we just tail him? Oh, we'll let him figure it out for himself. Let's I mean, uh, go. To I the mean, block. I've done some shady things to get the books. I mean, I, I'm and violence included. But we're talking like really stationary folks, mostly. Like they got a library, or like I could catch him unawares. This is. So what? What do we do? Where do we go, Tier? What do you think? Oh, oh! I thought you were talking about Galmir. Um, oh, I think uh, we'll catch up with Galmir. I don't. Know, I think it's safe to wait until the fighting starts and see where he goes from there. Maybe we can keep a close distance. I think I do think it would be a good idea to uh, unleash those animals, unleash those animals from their cages. That could be a great distraction. We might find the chance to uh, take him out there. Now, do you, do you think you could... I don't want to open the cages. I don't know if you want to open the cages. Is there a way that you could explain it to Gelmir where he would know when to open the cages <laughs> if you gave him some sort of signal? I, I try to... It's like I try to talk to him like a child and give very simple instructions, <laughs> but he doesn't follow any of it. He always mix. It's like if I tried to tell him how to make a bowl of porridge, he would get lost along the way. Um, I'm sure if, if we can get him back in here, it'd be easy to get him to open them up. Just tell him, open them up. So kind of volatile. Quick question. Do you still have that scroll of greater invisibility I gave you? I do. I do have it. Oh, on. Yes. perfect. Okay, that might be very useful. Uh, so, do you want me to go try to find... I mean, they're not going to let Gilmer back in here. I, think, I mean, he's probably out. But I, 
any anyways I, I i take a glance around is but does anybody notice us as if like hey those guys aren't gambling or what are they doing uh, give me a percep- yeah give it? me a perception check as you just kind of look around the room see if anyone's keeping an eye on you 15 um the only person that you notice leaving is the halfling that let you in But nobody's like looking at us as if like, oh, everybody should be gambling and they're not. Yeah, not or... that you could tell. Yeah. Okay. So we could just stay here. Is the... that's what I was trying to work out? Is we can head up to the bar. Maybe we can talk with the bartender a little bit. See if we can get any information about you know, the way that things operate down here in this facility, and uh, see if we can find an opportunity in there somehow. Okay, well, then we'll try to catch up with Gelmir then. Yeah, I'm sure he'll find his way back in. (laughs) Also, I mean, Zach's not here, so I don't know. I know, Zach's not back in. He's walking his dog. Uh, So, um, (laughs) Rahi, the roided old lady. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) So, Rahi and Alexander, you spend... The evening, for the most part, in preparation for the fight, while Wintru, Tyr, and Galmir are scouting out the location. Any last-minute activities the two of you want to do? The brew of the disease um, alchemy that you made um, uh, is done. You have one dose of it. Um, It can either be drunk or applied to something. Um, And Alexander, you spent the last hour or so doing a lot of sparring with the shadow before it fades. Um, so I'll say you've got some insight on some of that training and expectations. So you're not, you're not going to be operating at many disadvantages at this point. You, you, you've learned enough that you've got a good feel or understanding as to what to expect. You haven't heard back from the three yet, and it's starting to get late. What would you, what would you two like to do before heading down to the house of pain? You're mute, Rahi. <laughs> Still using my alchemy set, I'm going to make some energizing tea to okay. help Alexander recover. Okay. And we'll say that's something you're relatively proficient at, and you make it, and um, we'll say that it allows Alexander to have the equivalent of a short rest, although he didn't take any damage. You're also muted. You're muted, uh, Alex. I've been talking this whole time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, this tea is really refreshing. Thank you. It's an old recipe. Like a trade secret, huh? I could teach it to you. Good things are meant to be shared, after all. Well, definitely want to learn that later. I mean, between this and the shadow boxing, I am really excited. We should probably head down there to get a lay of the land, even if we get a little early. It's better early than late. Mm, plus, we have to pass this along. I say, pocketing the uh, the lethargy potion. I honestly don't think this would be enough to really ha- uh, harm a Goliath, but it's a good first attempt. Perhaps I should have done something I was more familiar with, but we'll see. Maybe we'll get lucky and catch him unawares with it. Definitely. 
So as the two of you leave the room, head down into the tavern and out into the streets. Um, waiting for you out front is somebody who is dressed very well. Um, she is, she appears to be human and female. Uh, long kind of reddish hair pulled back in a ponytail. She's wearing robes and attire of somebody that might have status or wealth. Um, and she's wearing a necklace around her neck that reminds you of the emblem of the majestic bones. And as the two of you come out the front, she immediately, almost as if she was told what you look like, and sees the two of you. And she goes, well, I see. I believe you are Mr. Swahi, and you would be Master Alexander. Would that be correct? Yes. I am your sponsor escort for the evening. I am required to pay for your entry fee and to make sure that all um, wages that the house, uh, that the majestic bones would like to place on you are placed in an appropriate manner. And I'm also here to make sure that you show up. Neither of you seem drunk or in any kind of bad state. I applaud you for your proper uh, 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 preparations, as they say. Are are you also the one in charge of a like our entrance song? You know, like the song that they play when we enter the arena. You mean like a theme song? Well, yeah, but it's like really short. It's like a short intro, kind of just like gets the crowd riled up, and it's got like really good bass hits to it, and like an anthem. I I I, I don't know. I was not aware that's a, we don't normally do that. Is that in your negotiations with the contract that you? Maybe. Oh, I, I thought it was just, or yeah, I, I was assuming it was, but maybe, you know. I mean, it will be announced and... by our sponsorship. So, yeah, there'll be a brief announcement, but I don't think it's as flourishy as you're expecting. I leave that up to you and your own to decide. Well, I, I, if, I if I give you this platinum here, do you think you could take care of a cool entrance song? Oh, absolutely. To really... She reaches out and takes it, <laughs> puts it in her pocket, and just starts walking. Well, come with me. Let's get you registered <laughs> and entered down below. You guys you walk through the streets. priorities, Alexander. It's important that, that they know that we're arriving, you know? And the crowd parts. Like, wherever she walks, the crowd, like, parts for her, you know? And she's just kind of, so is this your first time in the pits at the House of Pain? The first time uh, yeah. in the yeah. Well, the odds will probably be not so good in your favor for newcomers, but we find that to be quite surprising from time to time. Um, uh, you know, newcomers can make us a lot of wealth, so hopefully you'll last at least one or two rounds. She kind of looks back at Rahi and just kind of almost like realizing that Rahi is probably the better option of the two. Kind of like, you know, looks over at Alexander and, hmm. You have hands that look like count a lot of money. Um. Anyways, I do wish you both the best of luck. And as you arrive at the fountain, um, uh, the halfling uh, kind of like sees you guys arrive and Rictavio kind of, oh, cool. You got a couple new people. Uh, yes, Rictavio, if you wouldn't mind, I'd like to get them registered and into their assigned pits. Uh, yeah, right. Sure, sure. Goes over, does the statue, the slab, and she leads you down the stairs, down into the sewers, and out into the Coliseum Arena area that I described for everybody else. However, 
she guides you over to an area that you could see all these other like fighters are either wrapping their hands, uh, like practicing calisthenics, punching pels or punching uh, bags or lifting weights. And she guides you over there, opens the kind of like wooden gate to let the two of you in. Um, now, uh, no weapons or magic are allowed. And she winks at the magic suggestion. Um, you're, you're free to use any of your hand-to-hand -hand fighting means that you choose to use. Now, I'm going to go get you um, uh, put uh, into the registry for the for the bets and the wages. Uh, do either of you wish to wage upon yourself? Uh, yes. What, what's the what's the maximum amount? I believe the two of you will probably be three to two odds or five to one odds, depending on who they've paired you with. Um, I believe the maximum amount you can wage is uh, 100 gold per wage. Yeah, I'll do that. I will so do she, the same. Okay, well, I will cover your wage for you. If you lose, obviously, I will collect the wage, the wager from you. However, if you win, I will collect the wager for, for you as well. Uh, you I want, a fee? Uh, no, no. I... The, the majestic bones will be wagering both private wages as well as other bets that will be taking place uh, because we are a sponsor we have different rules for how we're allowed to place bets on those that fight for us um we are not only able to bet uh in your place uh but we are also free to make tertiary bets with others that wish to um wage against the um, the Majestic Bones house itself. Um, so we'll be putting a lot of gold down. Um, probably more so on her than you, but uh, we'll see how it goes. The way that you phrased your suggestions about magic, are there any dangers that we should be expecting? Unexpected dangers? Uh, the only thing that they will do when you enter the Colosseum is you will pass by an object that is designed to detect magic. So if you have anything of the arcane on you, it will be identified and removed from you. If it's something that they feel was purposely hidden from them, you are liable to be uh, lose your wages and be ejected and tossed out and not allowed back into the House of Pain. I see. One last thing. I pull yes. out the uh, potion of lethargy. There is a halfling, a half-elf, and a goblin. Uh, they are our managers. I would like to have this delivered to the halfling, if at all possible. Is Wintrude a halfling or a gnome? Halfling. Oh, that's right. Okay, I'm thinking of a different character. Okay. Uh, she goes, uh, very well. Um, would they be down here already, by chance? They should be somewhere. In well, the halflings are almost always easy to find. I will go check over at the den first and see who I can find. Um, Thank you. And then she just kind of nods and turns to go towards the casino portion of the arena. Um, however, as you watch her walk away, you just see a green goblin get tossed out <laughs> into the street. And Gelber just kind of like, like kind of like lands 
like half on his butt, half on his feet, and kind of gets up. And this huge, beefy-looking ogre in the doorway. Don't come back. No means no. And (laughs) slams. Uh, I'm a red red goblin. Just (laughs) red skin. Um, Yeah, I'll, I'll brush myself off, and I'll look at him, and I'll be like, you, you got me. That's all I wanted to do tonight. Nothing else. <laughs> you watch as this very kind of like um, um, this, this stunning-looking human with red braided hair, wearing very nice attire, a big necklace around her neck, the symbol of the majestic bones. And, uh, would you uh, excuse me, Goblin? Would would you happen to be Wintrude by chance? Depends who you ask. Well, I've got two entrance folk over there. Um, Rahi and Alexander will be fighting this evening. Um, the elder Rahi, she asked me to give this to Wintrude. Oh, then, yep, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> so she reaches into the fold of her robe and pulls out a small kind of like alchemy glass jar and hands it to you. I was told to give this to you and that you would know what to use it for. Do I drink it? <laughs> I believe, yes, I believe you were expected to drink it, perhaps. I don't know. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, uh, uh, Gilmere, make a Constitution DC 14 save, please. That's the poison, right? Yeah. It's an eight. eight. You're currently diseased. Um, and for the next 10 minutes, uh, Rahi, roll a D6 for me, please. <laughs> Rahi's like, fuck. <laughs> I love the look on Rahi's face. Right now. <laughs> I, I feel so bad. More hard on that. I know, I know how much time you put into it. But it was just too easy. So you take two points of poison damage. You're currently diseased. Unfortunately, Rahi misguided or, or misinterpreted the outcome of the effect. Um, and you're currently diseased for the next 24 hours. Oh my god! He hasn't quite ma- she hasn't quite mastered it yet. So I rolled on the side effect table, and the side effect table actually put a duration effect on it for 24 hours. So for the next 24 hours, you move at half movement, you're diseased, and you can only do one of three things: either an action, bonus action, or a move. <laughs> Are you good. okay, young goblin? I was under the impression this was supposed uh, to help you win truth. I don't like that. I don't like that. <laughs> you look and like you go from a shade of red to like a shade of orange to like yellow and like you, you just you um well anyways, um I must get your friends registered. Good luck. And she just kinda walks away from you shaking her head and over to the chalkboard goblins that are setting up everything. You watch as she sets like a small shoebox sized box with one of the goblins and they take it and immediately you notice that the odds change for both Rahi and Alexander. Uh, They immediately both go to 10 to 1 and you notice that the names that they're paired with are changing. Rahi gets paired with someone that goes by the name of Thrax while Alexander gets paired with... Somebody that goes by the name of Maribel. 
<laughs> and their oh, odds God. go from three to two and three to one to ten to one. <clears throat> ten to one in their favor. Uh, yes. Yeah. Ten to one against. Oh, so our, our our bets are worth more now. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Great. <laughs> uh, Ra- uh, I, does Rahi have? I just want to make sure because I would have given it to him. The oil. Sl- uh, yeah, I'm assuming as part of your preparation back at the overflowing urn, you left all your equipment behind, and you're currently wearing the normal attire expected for those that are going to fight in the pits. Right. Okay. Just your just your pants. Uh, I believe the belt is an infusion, so it won't show up as arcane, and right. the potion won't show up as arcane either. So you would have your oil, your belt, and any of the that and the, ra- and the wraps that give us and the hand wraps, yep, and the hand wraps. Um, and I have four oils of slipperiness, so I don't know if I was going to give him two. I was basically asking Rahi if you wanted both of, two of them or just one of them. I think they last for a while, though. Eight hours. Correct. So no, they last up to an hour. Um, this I figured something like this is going to last up to an hour. Okay. Yeah, it lasts up to an hour. Uh, I figured something like this was going to happen. There wasn't really, obviously, we're concerned with Fabulith. Uh I think Thrax is a cheater. So n- now that I know that, or do we know? You guys are still looking? inside the den. Oh, so we didn't see that. No, the only reason hiding? Gelmir saw it was because he was outside drinking Rahi's potion. Got you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are on. The, we were just on the verge of walking out of the. The den, correct? Yeah. Find yeah. Gelmir and go to the bar. Yeah. Okay. So I'll say you guys emerge, and you can see Gelmir, and he looks ill. He looks peaking. But uh, what happened, buddy? I think I think someone's trying to kill you, Intrude. <laughs> a, str- a stranger gave me a thing to drink that was for you and I drank it and now I'm dying <laughs> stranger get, get, have you seen Rahi or Alex did they come down I don't know I'm dying <laughs> <laughs> do you want to go do you want to go to the bar and get a drink you think it might help probably are you gonna I ask thought, me to? I found Fathless. Uh, he's not interested in a relationship. <laughs> right. That's 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 what you talked about at the table. Well, I, I couldn't bring up the murder thing. You told me not to. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you 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 propositioned him sexually then. That's how you understood our talk. That hey, don't mention you're gonna kill him, but yeah, sex. I, I figured it checked out. You know, get him alone, right? Wink, wink. Wow. <laughs> wink, 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 wink. I, wow, I'm just as disappointed as you. That didn't work. <laughs> I'm just looking up at tear. Tear, just like. <laughs> Tears just got that look like nothing shocks him anymore. Like, hey, Gilmer, we'll keep working on your game. We'll get him I appreciate time. it. I don't. I if think, you don't I die don't, tonight, I don't uh, think the cage opening. There's no explanation that's going to get through to him. I. 
What did you drink? Who? Come with us. We're gonna go to the. We're gonna go to the bar. Then we're gonna come back and just see what's <laughs> up with with our guy. It was okay, a fancy just come on. She had red hair. She, she had red hair. Yeah. Said that Rahi had a wanted to give you a thing, and I drank it. It's bad. Yeah. You, you know, Rahi makes poisons. Oh, like, it was. That was probably what we were supposed to use for our job <laughs> on on the target. Well, if I survive, I'll tell her she did real good. Oh, <laughs> okay. okay. Do you want a few pats on the back? Maybe a burp would help. Uh, I'll die. Oh, okay. Let's. We're we're heading over towards the bar. Let's see if we can get. So, as the three of you start walking that direction. Getting prepared in that cordoned off area with the other uh, fighters, you can see Rahi and Alexander kind of like wrapping their hands, putting, you know, getting prepped overall. And the two of you, Rahi and Alexander, see the three of them. Rahi, you immediately realize that Gelmer's drunk your potion because <laughs> you can see the effects. Like you can see the skin color change. And the five of you were briefly back together again as it's allowed for the spectators to converse with the fighters. They just have to be in the different areas during the conversation. It is pleasant when one's own decisions and um, create the consequences necessary to punish them. Why did you steal from Wintrude? I've never stolen from Wintrude. Then why are you suffering from the effects of the gift <laughs> I sent to her. Um, uh, I just, you did a great job. That's all I can say. <laughs> and, oh. but, but you get the feeling it's been longer than 10 minutes, Rahi. So give me a medicine check as you try to get a feel for the effectiveness of this. God. The hell? A six? Yeah. Yeah, you're not entirely sure, but there's a side effect here. Um, and you have no clue how long this is going to last. It may be permanent. Am I going to die, right? Doubtful. (laughs) That was meant to weaken, not kill, but... uh, If you do, um, keep in mind that your body will be used for science. My science. I won't be using it anymore, so that's fine. I'm glad you see the sun, soon. So, our target is currently in the gambling den. There's a lot of guards. They, it's either... Goliaths, it's either dragonborns, they all have gigantic hammers. We're, we, it, Tyr and I are thinking either distraction with the cages, or we gotta get him alone somehow. He and I will have to keep tracking him. Oh, it's, it's gonna be pretty easy. We're, me and Rahi are gonna destroy all the fights. And with, with the entrance song that I have getting prepared, they're for sure gonna know who we are. And then, He's going to call us in for a private meeting. We're going to have a, a chat. One thing will lead to another. We'll be alone. 
and you know, just let your imagination go from there. What could possibly happen? I mean, <laughs> I honestly hope that won't happen, given that it will be obvious that, you know, after he summoned us, he was found ripped into several pieces. Uh, that won't point to us at all. Perhaps I don't, we'll see what happens, but this has already gone tits up. <laughs> it's it's well, okay. I I gave him. I didn't give him my real name. Well, well, e- e- either way. What what uh, name did you use? Oh, I told him I was Winterred. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna so be honest, guys. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to get psyched up here. You guys are a little bit of Debbie Downers. I'm, I got. I got to get out of here. He watches Alexander like goes over to like one of the punching bags and he starts just kind of sparring with it and getting into the rhythm of the fight. Do you know anything about the opponents that we're facing? Everybody's talking about this Thrax as a killer. Undefeated, never lost. What does that have to do with me? Well, I mean, I. I'm a newcomer. Why right. would they send their ace against someone who they don't even know? I they don't think have, I'm that notorious. They could have paid the guy to take a fall, and then they just sweep up all the pay. I mean, it's not unheard of in places like this. I see. I hope. Yeah, it's more, more than likely, mm-hmm. they think he's going to destroy you, and, and they're gambling on it. So. I don't think they're going to just have an undefeated champion take a fall to a no-namer. Should we Should we pay Rahi to take a fall? <laughs> is, that, is that how that works? I'm new to this. Yeah, if both of them take a fall, then it's a really interesting dynamic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, the others around you are just like, you know, looking at each other strangely. I like how he's just like, yeah, that is, that's really interesting. <laughs> you know, trying not to barf all over himself. Well, okay. So maybe we can gather, maybe Tyr and I can get a little bit more information of why you're matched up with Thrax and whoever this Mirabelle is. Um, I would appreciate that. However, keep in mind, our deadline for this uh, operation is a week, I believe. We don't necessarily need to act tonight. And given the actions of one of us, yeah. it might not <laughs> even be wise to act tonight. And it might it might take me longer than a you know a couple days to rise to the top of the ranks, you know. And then I go back yeah. to punch in the bag. He plans on doing this more than once. I don't see why not. If we're alive in a week, Tears said he was interested in in entering the fights too. So I I figure the next fight he could come in. We could do just over time. As long as we're around, I'm not. Our research comes first, of course. Oh yeah, you guys are planning on heading back up. That's right. Yeah. Well, okay. Uh, Tier, let's go to the bar. We'll get some drinks. We'll we'll kind of try to pick up on Thrax, Mirabelle, 
see if that has any information to help us out or just what's going to happen to poor Rahi and Alex or maybe who's paid to take a fall or not if there's some sort of, you know, fix in. But let, that's all we can do for now and see. I had a few other plans that involved these cages and a certain now strangely pink looking goblin but i just I can't explain anything that's gonna make right. any sense to him to, to do it correctly we're all gonna end up getting pummeled by that big ape over there all right i'll we'll, we'll check back with you all right uh by the way tier how long does your temporary hit points uh last Doesn't, until uh, long rest i don't think it specifies <sighs> I think it's uh, I think it's up till a long rest. It should say in the in the body of the effect. You can, spend, you can spend ten minutes inspiring a companion. Choose six allies that you can see or hear and can understand you within thirty feet. Each creature gains fourteen temporary HP once per short rest. Gotcha. Uh, generally. Uh, extra hit points last until long rest. So, correct. I think. I think the temporary hit point pool mechanic is that they remain with you until your next long rest, and they can also be recovered as well. Oh, wait, really? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, a lot of people don't know that, but they can be recovered as well. Um, if the effect that granted the temporary hit point pool is not reinstated, then they go away permanently. So if during your use of that temporary hit point pool, you gain uh, any kind of healing effect, the temporary hit point pool can be healed. It doesn't go away until it expires within the temporary hit point mechanic. Yeah, I just pulled it up. So un until depleted or you finish a long rest. Yep. Um, the, the, I added the oil slipperness to my sheet. It says eight hours, but I'll do I, you want me to do the one hour? Is that what you're saying? Um, I thought the eight hours was the belt because uh -huh. the belt was an infusion magic. That yeah, it, that's my. It's like what? good, like it's good, like for every long rest. Like you can use it once per long rest. Oh yeah, I'm just, I just added the I like I searched and added right, it to my right inventory, and then just says eight hours. It's, but I don't know uh, for the for the oil slipperiness. Yeah. It's so like there was a mechanic for you to add it to your inventory? Yeah. Okay, then yeah, you're good. If it was in the mechanic, then you're good. Yeah, eight hours. So you guys are currently glistening with baby oil and standing there in just your trowel and like, well, Rahi's got like her halter top on, obviously. Are you going to keep your the hood on during the fight as well, Rahi, for the most part? Yeah, the sack stays on. Okay. Uh, you rip it off now. when you kill him. Rah! <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll, you'll, you'll see. We're going to do a Mortal Kombat finishing move. <laughs> so Ryan and Alexander continue their preparations in the pit. I would say, as the five of you wrap up this brief conversation about what to do next, um, you can hear the crowd begin to kind of, kind of like roar and clap as a dragonborn individual kind of like enters the general area, um, he's coming in from the sewer entrance and down into the pathway that leads either towards the arena, towards the den, the hole, or the pen where everybody's currently pre preparing 
and kind of like doing their exercises and stretches and doing all their kind of like mental calisthenics to get ready. Just out of your curiosity, um, I would uh, I would like to keep wearing the Dubois amulet, but I'm wondering if that gets detected. It's a, it's considered arcane. Okay, so, so it probably would be detected. and taken off. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so we'll say you left it back at the overflowing urn in the lockbox so that it, you know, it's reasonably safe. Um, you guys see this uh, red and gray-skinned dragonborn, and he's got an entourage with him, and he's massive. He's nine feet tall. He his he is heavily scarred and shows signs of extensive fighting. While others that fight show signs of like cauliflower ears, scars, missing teeth, um, fading bruises from previous bouts, this one is heavily scarred. You can see that he's been injured numerous times, and he's just got this big, beefy grin on his face as he kind of like walks in, and he's like um, interacting with the crowd, doing a very, very solid WWE of you know getting them like juiced up and jazzed up for tonight's fight and he's just he he makes his way over to the holding pin and he does that thing that uh arnold used to do when he used to compete he just like does like the mental game he like he kind of walks over to this one guy who's working out and he's like hey man he's like hey you're looking pretty good you're gonna you're gonna do well today just you know just be careful because you know a good right to that glass jaw of yours you know and you're you're done for you know how that works i i've watched it happen to you before and he's like he's just going around the like the preparation holding area just doing that mental game of just trying to fuck with people so galmir wintrude and tear where are the three of you going because ryan and alexander have to stay within the prep area to get ready for the fight uh and we're, we're going to the bar heading over to the hole yeah, chat okay. some, some people up. Okay. So as you guys head over to the hole, um, Wintrude, once again, your in tears, um, uh, passive perception would be high enough to notice that the um, halfling that goes by the name of Octavio, you see him kind of like skitter off back up the tunnel again. Like maybe his job is to escort or guide people down here. Um, although this time you saw him come out of the den uh, yet again before he headed back up the sewer line and back up to where he's uh, supposed to be responsible for the for the entrance. But now more and more people are rolling in. It's getting closer to the late evening mark, and we're probably only about an hour away from the from the first tier of fighters beginning. Um, and you can already kind of hear in the background uh, the roar of the crowd that's beginning to funnel into the arena. But the um, the hole is pretty crowded as well. As you guys, the three of you enter into the tavern, it's a very rough place. Um, there's not a lot of formal seating. It's mostly people standing around like uh, tall barrels that are being used as improvised tables. Um, uh, maybe two or three um, uh, servers kind of wandering around with just these rusted tankards filled with this sour, bitter mash that's just being placed. Uh, there's just one single large, like, cask, and it's got a giant opening at the top. 
And off to the side, you can see the goblin go up the, the ladder, and he's got a tray full of half-drunken tankards, and he begins to just dump them it back into the massive cask. While at the same time, the other goblin down below is like pulling and filling tankards and handing it to the servers. And these platters of tankards are just going out to all the individuals that seem to be just talking about the upcoming fights and who's the favorites and a uh, new list of newcomers and lots of just chatter going on around you. What do the three of you want to do inside the hole? I wanted to, if somebody mentions Mirabelle, I kind of wanted to get closer because Thrax, I think we already yeah. kind of heard about like a bit, right? Or uh, give me, on. give me a bit of, give me perception as you try to sift through all the chatter that's going on. 24. 24. Um, as you overhear a couple conversations, the individual that goes by the name of Maribel, you overhear that she is described as a person that once used to belong to a monastery and had lost favor with the monastery. And now she earns her way through life fighting in underground fighting pits, uh, sanctioned and unsanctioned fights. And she's got a pretty good winning record. She's considered very quick, graceful. Um, the odds on her winning are three to one odds versus overhearing that Alexander's odds are 10 to 1 versus him winning over her. So the odds are in her favor, <clears throat> but the wealth of odds are better set towards Alexander. Um, if Alexander does win, he stands to win a lot of money. Is she like a... Is she human? Dwarf? They describe her as uh, being mostly human. Okay. Not a whole lot of description about her lineage, but it seems like they reference her that way. Okay. Are there are there any bets being placed in here as well, or is it only uh, Give me a perception here? check, because you, once again, you scan the crowd. A natural 20. Um, yes, there are other bets being placed here. These feel like off-the-book and personal bets. They don't necessarily feel like um, bets that would be considered sanctioned. And are they being taken by goblins as well? No, these seem to be exchanges between private parties. Does it look like um, there's any sort of, any, any people, any servers heading between like this area, somewhere around here, like going up towards where the seats are, where like the richer people would be sitting? Um, doesn't look like it. Just trying to see how they get up there. What sort of I mean, the, like. you at the entrance of the Coliseum, there were stairways that led right and left up into the seating. So there's a good chance that maybe further up in the heights of the arena uh, of the of where the normal crowd sits, there might be other yeah. access points. You just didn't really get a chance to see them. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Yeah, because I'm trying to think of, you know, uh, Alex was saying maybe we don't get this done tonight, but I'm still wondering, Scroll of Invisibility, Fabulous up in a high place, 
<laughs> some tripping, some pushing, uh, I don't know. A little bit of force damage, kind of, you know. Um, I'm just going to go up to talk, talk to the bartender. Okay. I'll go you head up. You head up over to the goblin bartender. Um, he is standing up on a stool, just rapidly filling up tankards, putting them on trays. The other goblins are picking them up and just kind of like whisking them off in, uh, you know, in and to the different crowds. Um, the goblins kind of, oh, yeah, what do you want? Uh, how's it going? Can we get just around for us three? I'm sure. And he takes three tankards off the tray, hands it to you. Uh, five silver, please. Give him the five silver. And I thought, oh, how's, so it's our first time here in the House of Pain. Oh, how's good it, for uh, you. What's, what's it like? Like, where? Well, it's uh, called the House of Pain. What do you think it's like? Where, uh, where are all the important people at? Right, kind of leans where, where? in on his elbow at the bar, looks at you. What do you mean, important people? <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of gambling, a lot of money, right? Yeah. So if someone was interested in making some money, where would one yeah. go? Yeah. Uh, give me a persuasion check. Right. Ooh, that's natty. For really? a total of 29. <laughs> Well, coin always speaks better than most. Um, are you thinking you want to get access to the uh, prestige boxes and have better seats? Is that what you're looking for? Yeah, I think something like that. What's what uh what goes on in the prestige seats? Well, I mean that's where Big Boss hangs out. Uh, um, <laughs> that's where some of the more nobles come down to bet heavy on the fights. A lot of the sponsors sit up there as well. Um, I mean, be expensive, but I might be able to get you in. Well, how expensive are we talking? Mm, let's see, how many you need to get in there? Us three. Um, let's say 100 gold a piece. Mm, okay. How much you uh you make a night? I mean, what, in this place, I don't know, maybe 40, 50 gold a night. You make 50 gold a night working here? Well, yeah, of course I do. Look at this swill. Hand over fist. I'll mm. drink it all night long. Okay, well, we'll give, I'll get back to you with that. But uh, keep us in mind. We'll, we'll be back. Well, well, sure, sure. Keep you in mind. Question. Uh, actually, another question I had about the uh, the fights. Hmm. How uh, how do you guys determine who's fighting who? Oh well. You see, uh, one of our friends we saw is fighting that uh, that Thrax fellow. Oh well, your friend's dead. Thrax <laughs> <laughs> is a fucking monster. And he's never lost. No. No, the last person he fought, he bit off their head. Oh, damn it. Now, uh, does his, his entourage is in the prestige seating, I'm assuming? Oh, his sponsorship is definitely up in the prestige seating. Okay. All right, well, we'll get back to you. We'll, we'll, we'll confer a little bit, see if that's where we want to sit. 
Okay. Uh, Sounds thanks. good. Hey, <laughs> thank you for wasting my time. And he just oh, goes back to like pulling tankards and. Hold on, I got one question for you, fellow what? goblin. What? <clears throat> if if your boss, oh. if, if your boss Ooh. was going to be in a vulnerable and solo type situation, <laughs> when and where might I find this? I am a boss. What do you mean? I, I'm the boss. I run this place. Oh, I bet Fabius. Fabius. Well, he sits up in the 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 the, the main spectators box. Up okay. Okay. Above. Sure. Hey, here. And I um. A platinum's a hundred gold, right? Ten gold. Ten, ten gold. Ten. Oh, it's only ten gold. Shit. Um. So a lot. <laughs> 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 I mean, he could also be lying about what he makes. <laughs> yeah. And, so, I, uh, so and I'm just saying, like, when have you seen him at his weakest moment? Is kind of what I'm asking. You ask a lot of weird questions about the guy that runs this place down here. Yeah, I mean, we'll see how long that lasts. I mean, yes. <laughs> I think I'm going to stop talking to you, and I'd appreciate you stop talking to me. And he just kind of, like, goes back to, like, pouring tankards. I just throw up all over his bar. (laughs) (laughs) I did it, Lintrude. I didn't bring up killing him one time. (sighs) I just shoved the tankard into his hands. Follow me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so, I mean, getting into the prestige box might be an easy way to get close to him, but we still have the issue of getting him alone. I'm not handing 300 gold over to him. I don't think he... I don't think he has that kind of pull around here. He's a bartender. Mm. All right, well. At th- at this point, the uh, the gambling den and the watering hole, or, are they... Could we... Do we have a visual of anyone leaving? So would we have seen... There's Fabulous constantly leaving? people coming and going, yeah. Would we have noticed if Fabulous was, was moving to the boxes? Um... If you stay near the main entrance of of the hole, um, I'd say you got a good look outward. Uh, give me a perception check as the crowd's building. The you know fighters are being led now out of the holding pen and into the interior of the arena. Twenty eight. Twenty eight. Um, within about ten or fifteen minutes of the first group of fighters being led into the arena. You can see Favolith come out of um, the uh, the den, um, and he's he's got the dragon uh, born that he was sitting with, the Grim, the great half ogre that was bodyguarding for him, and then the other Goliath that was sitting. She was sitting off to his left. Um, they've come out of the den, and you're watching as they're making their way towards the arena. Um, and what'd you roll for your perception again? 28. Trailing behind, uh, maybe about 20 or 30 feet, trying to look very nondescript and not very noticeable, but you pick up on it. 
um, is Rectavio, the halfling. Okay. I don't want to... And they're walking towards the entrance. It's at that point when you see them kind of being guided in such a way that there's an exterior stairwell that zigzags up to the prestige boxes. And is Rectavio following them up the prestige boxes or does he... Looks like it, yeah. Okay. I'll tell Winter and, you know, the doorman appears to be tailing our uh, mark for what it's worth. I don't know his intentions, but it's never safe to assume that they're good. Or it could be good for us. Let's tail him and see. Hey, Gilmir. Yeah. See, see the big cage with, with the ape in it? Yeah. Sit there. Okay. In it? No. Well, if you... I, you you do what you feel is best. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks. And the, the ape is also, like, chained inside the cage, right? Correct. Like, these heavy chains that are attached to the stonework of the interior of the cage uh, running from these loops up to his neck, his wrists, his ankles. Uh, there's enough slack for him to reach for food and water, but other than that, he he's pretty well contained. Can I fit inside, like, in between the bars? Uh, give me an investigation as you try to figure out if you can. Uh, that's a natural one. Um, <laughs> you, like, press your head and, like, trying to go sideways at the bar um, and they're pretty narrow. They're pretty tightly bound. So Okay. I'll turn into gaseous form, go through the bars, and then turn back to normal right inside the cage. Okay. Are you doing this stealthily? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> As you move through the bars, you turn back into your normal self. You notice that the giant immediately uh, like sees you. And begins to get kind of irritated. And he, he brings up his massive arm and hand to try to like reach for you. But you're just right out of arm's length. <laughs> I just want to start talking to him as if like... I want to try and become friends with this ape is what I'm going for here. Uh, give me animal handling. Yeah. Um, I'm going to use my D6 inspiration. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the DC is pretty high on this. Um... 23. Okay. Um, you've confused it. Like, it wants to rip you apart, but because you're droning on and you don't seem to threaten it immediately, the ape literally takes a moment to kind of like scratch at its head and sit in front of you, uh, but away because the chains kind of restrict their movement. And it sits down and stares at you awkwardly like it's confused at why you're here. So you've You've managed to convince it not to squash you at this point. And then, so, yeah, like I focus on gyms and then the armor helps me find them. And I just keep talking to this ape for okay. the foreseeable future. <laughs> the crowd's passing by the cage. Um, for whatever reason, they kind of just believe you're the animal handler. So maybe this is just what you do to keep the creature calm before the event. And they're just kind of like smiling and shaking their heads in, in, in amazement as you just keep, 
give me one final animal handling check. I'm I'm just curious to see where this one goes. Uh, filthy twenty. Jesus, fuck me, Christ! <laughs> I, I rolled a seventeen, and then I just rolled an eighteen. Um, <laughs> Who, who's indestructible now? And I name him Magilla. Um, I'll say that not only is he not now confused, but he feels familiar to you, and he's his his kind of like manic behavior is ebbing, and and like. The, the ape who is normally very angry and kind of constantly pulling at their chains is now kind of sitting very silently and and like nibbling at a like a big bundle of vegetation and fruit while listening to your incredible story at this point. Um, he seems kind of into you a bit. It's strange. And none of the crowd seems to think this is weird at all. They're just passing by as this is going on. Rahi and Alexander, because Gelmir's not doing this in secret, you can see Gelmir inside the cage, droning on about some topic or whatever, and this giant ape sitting like maybe about 15 feet, 20 feet away from him, just kind of tilting its head and eating and kind of very intently listening to whatever Gelmir says. I'm not paying attention to any of this. I spent uh, this whole time. Uh, I have an ability, know your enemy. Okay. If you, if you spend at least one minute observing or interacting with another creature outside of combat, you can learn information about uh, capabilities compared to your own. Okay. Uh, strength score, dexterity score, uh, et cetera, et cetera. But what I would like to do um, is I can see he's covered in... Uh, battle scars. Basically, what I'd like to do is look for uh, like weaknesses, like a hitch in his step here, like uh, his arm doesn't extend properly there. He's okay. got like one of his eyes. So is this is a, a spell bit effect or a feature of of your? It's a class. feature. It's a feature. Yeah. So as you spend that minute studying Thrax, you also watch as Alexander gets let out of the pen. Um, Alexander, you're being escorted by two Goliaths, um, as well as a female figure who is only wearing um, kind of like cut off, uh, rolled up pants to her knees. She's heavily tattooed um, because most of her is exposed with the exception of her halter top that's bound to her back and her rolled up cut off skivvies that she's wearing. Um, you also can't help but notice that She's heavily oiled. So you figure that this might be a common tactic that the fighters use. And she's being escorted from the pen as well. So two of you are being led towards the entrance of the arena. And people see the two of you making your way there. And Rahi, you lose track of them as they're led away and into the interior of the arena. You can just hear the crowds just kind of just burst with yelling and excitement as they're brought in. Unfortunately for you, Alexander, no theme music was offered, but still pretty boss kind of escort into the into the arena. Uh, Rahi, you use that moment of distraction that all the other fighters watched the two of them leave, and you take that minute to focus on Thrax without being too obvious. Um, you notice his left leg has, has a little bit of a hitch to it. Um... 
You also notice that there's a bit of blindness in his right eye, which might have been from uh, an injury they sustained. But the overall appearance of them from what your core of what your feature allows you to learn, you get the feeling that he's probably a barbarian and that the reason why he's so heavily scarred with numerous signs of scarring is because he's probably resistant to a lot of physical damage and that's how it's like appearing on his form so you get the ability you get the feeling you may have the ability to rage as well but his left leg seems weak and the vision in his right eye might be a sign of weakness as well gotcha Alexander and I will say because tear was near the whole uh, or near the uh, the holes uh, door to report on seeing Flavius being brought in. Um, he would also report that he was watching Alexander and his opponent get escorted towards the entrance and eventually disappear into the interior of the arena as well. Are, are, am, am I in the arena now with, with her? Yeah. The two of you get escorted through the archways. There is a, a good 200 spectators up in different uh, variations of benches and seating that go up at an angle within the interior of the arena. Um, the crowd what race goes, is she? Um, she looks to be human, as far as you can tell. Um, she's heavily tattooed. She has short, shaven hair, except for like a top knot on the top of her head that's kind of bound and coiled together and kind of hangs off like a short ponytail. Um, she's got a lot of... Um, physical signs of scarring as well as um, possibly recovering from broken bones and, and other signs that she's been fighting for a very long time. She kind of looks over at you to give you kind of like uh, um, like an admiring kind of once over. Like she kind of looks at you straight in the face and then follows you down to your feet and just kind of smiles at herself. Um, and kind of like throws her hands up to the crowd and the crowd just goes crazy. It's like kind of like roar of <sighs> anticipation of her fighting skills. I, uh, my, my, Alex is probably a, a little bit attracted to, to her. <laughs> um, trying to, trying to shake off a little bit of the distraction. Yeah. yeah. Of it. Um, you know, he, he, he says to her, like, I, I feel bad. Then I'm gonna have to, gonna have to take you down here, and I'm 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 scared for you, honestly, and unfortunately, I'm not gonna be able to show you any mercy. I would be very disappointed if you did show me mercy. The last tiefling I fought about a year ago put his horns right into my chest. It was very painful. It was a good trick. Taught me a lot about tieflings. Yeah, I'm not that horny. They're kind of shaved off. I see what you did there. That was clever. <laughs> yes, that was very clever. But it yeah. also could be a sign of weakness, talking to one's opponent. Yeah. It's all I, about I, the mental game, dear, don't you think? For sure, for sure. And I I, I think after this one, you're going to be pretty shaken. And <laughs> I, I would like to apologize to you for that. 
So I'll let you choose. Intimidation or persuasion? Your choice. Intimidation. Okay, go for it. <laughs> get, get in her head, Alex. Get in her head. 26. 26. Ooh. Damn. I rolled a natural 20 for insight, which is, <laughs> but, but that's a plus four, so 24 for her insight check. There's admiration in her look back towards you as you do that. She recognizes the mental game. She's looking at your hand wraps, the belt, kind of like the one thing she notices is that you don't really have any scars. Like you don't show signs of somebody right. that's physically been involved in this kind of fighting style before. So with the Goliaths kind of like at the like kind of giving you guys some room, it's almost like this interaction sells it to the crowd. So you can see the <clears throat> you can see the kind of like very ostentatious uh, tall male kind of like wearing colorful attire with a big black hat with feathers coming out of it in the center of the arena like he's getting ready to do an announcement but he kind of holds off as she walks up towards you and she places her finger like right on your chest and kind of like begins to trace your outline and she goes I can't help but notice that you don't bear any scars and then yeah. she like grabs your hand and starts looking at your hand and wow, these are very pretty, pretty delicate hands. And then she looks at your face. I allow it. <laughs> like, looks, like looks at your face and she runs her finger along the ridge of your brow. And that's when you realize she's blind. And she turns away from you and just kind of takes a moment to stand a little further away from you and you can see that she, her 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 nose is flaring and you that's when you realize when you told her that you didn't have horns you might have given away something and she just her nostrils flare and she just kind of coos a bit she goes you are very different very different and then the Goliaths begin to escort you towards one of the arena pits that are roped off and chained off. Meanwhile, nearby, three other pits are full, and the fight is going back and forth. You can hear the sounds of knuckles crashing into chin, teeth flying out of jaws, um, people being thrown across or thrown to the ground. And with every kind of like in outcome of the fight that is raging around you, and the two of you are being led to your own 100-square-foot fighting pit. The Goliaths, like, hold open the rope and chain to let her in and do the same for you as the two of you enter into the pit. And the crowd's just going wild with the other fights going on, as well as the anticipation of this fight. And then you hear the announcer begin to announce the match between Alexander, but he shortens her name and calls her Mira the Wind. And this five-minute uh, kind of like um, exposition of this, uh, you know, this newcomer and this, you know, this this seasoned veteran of the fight pits, and this goes on and on. Gelmir, Wintrude, and Tear back inside the hall. The tempo of the crowd has changed. The fights have begun, and you could just hear the telltale signs 
of the announcement of a, of a starting fight and you hear Alexander's name kind of echoed out into the crowd. What are the three of you doing at this point? As it seems like the fight is getting ready to start. Has uh, Rictavio made it up the stairs already? Yeah, he was like you looking out the doorway could see. And there's something weird because you're focusing. You notice that Flavio's holds the door open and beckons the halfling to hurry up. And then the door closes. Mm. So I'll, I'll watch the fight, but I want to maintain a little bit of awareness of that to see. If Where are you watching it from? Because you can't really see it from the hole. Um, you guys are currently, I'm oh, sorry, you guys are in, yeah, the hole. You're in the bar. Um, you have to be either inside the arena or up in the stands to be able to watch it. It's, this, it's this 30 foot tall like stone arena that's circular and there's, yeah, I'm, there's I'm, an I'm, archway entrance and then stairs that lead up to the 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 spectators boxes like the the noble uh boxes versus the other like stairs that lead off into the like general audience area. yeah i'll make it into the coliseum near the top i'm assuming kind of like i've imagined like a stadium kind of stuff so i'll be like mm-hmm. near a pillar just so i can look at what's going on in the fights, Alex. Okay. And also I want to look for Rictavio leaving that doorway. Okay. So you're, give me a investigation check as you try to find a good spot that allows you to watch the fight as well as keep an eye on the, um, the, uh, the spectators boxes. 18. 18. Okay. I'll say you find a pretty decent spot. It doesn't give you the best vantage on the backside of the spectator's box, but from when you find like this half shattered column with some seats around it, and there's people sitting there and cheering and you're watching as Alexander and his opponent are being prepared in one of the fighter pits. You can see that the other fights are going on in the three other pits as well, but it's the most interesting thing. As you sit, you begin to look up towards the front of the box. Uh, give me a perception check as you focus in on the different crowds that you could see up there. 25. Oof. Goddamn bards. Um, so, Wintrude, Gelmir, what are you two doing? I want to undo the chains on the ape. Okay. Um, so, each loop is a lock. Um, they're, they're not locked on the wrists and ankles or the neck but the heavy chains run to the loops in the ground and each one of those has a heavy lock on yeah I'm going to undo them all okay so for brevity give uh, once again are you being stealthy at all nope okay so (laughs) that actually helps you because it, 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 it means you don't have to focus as hard um so go ahead and give me Investigation for the lock. Gilmer's not known for natural 20. Nice. 25. We'll say with that initial investigation, you realize that these are just heavy kind of locks designed to resist strength. They're not magical in any way. They don't seem to be special other than they're very, very big and very, very heavy designed to keep the chains fastened to these like iron loops that they're connected to. The tumblers aren't really all that sophisticated, 
Um, but the problem you have is that your lockpick tools won't really help you with these locks. Um, they're they're so large that you need like a dagger or a short sword to really get in there and jimmy the tumblers free. Yeah, I've got a dagger. Okay. I have multiple okay. daggers. Yeah, you pull out your dagger and you start. So give me a sleight of hand with advantage since you did so well on understanding these locks. Good thing I had advantage. Um, 22. 22. Um, the first one takes about two or three minutes to you for you to undo, but you do it in such a way that you hide the fact that you've unlocked it. You you jimmy it so that the tumblers aren't latched, so that it's unlocked, but if anyone were to look at it, they wouldn't know for sure if it was. Um, while you're doing this, the beast seems confused. It was enjoying your conversation, and now it sees you interacting with the devices that keep it restrained. Uh, give me an animal handling check as this is going on. All right. 16. 16. That's actually not bad. The confusion turns into recognition. And it gets this kind of bestial smile on its face as you continue to <laughs> unlock each of the locks. Wintrude, Tyr has gone off into the arena. Rahi is still in the waiting pit for her turn. Alexander is, his name has been called out as his match is about to begin. And kill your monkey around. <laughs> and across the way in one of the three holding cages, the largest of them, not even trying to be deceptive in any way, is Gelmir, you know, like fiddling with each of the locks. And you can see he unlatches it and then gently closes it. And now he's moving on to the other ones. What do you want to do, Wintruth? Um, the stairwell, uh, the entrance of the stairwell that Ricavio and the rest went up, uh, yeah. is, is that guarded? There is, uh, there are two Goliaths in the archway. But is there like a door or something there? There is a stairwell that leads up to a backside door that they went into. Like a little um, porch landing that they stood on and then a door opened and went inside. I want to, I, I see where Kier is um, at that column. Well, currently you can't see Tyr at all because he's oh. inside the arena. He's inside the arena. Um, yeah. I want to start making my way towards that entrance or that archway. Okay. And if I can pass behind like a column or something large where people wouldn't really see me, as soon as I'm getting close enough, I want to use the scroll of invisibility and okay. try to pass by the guards. So you're being deceptive as well as stealthy at the same time, right? You're trying to blend in, not be seen. Yeah, um, and so when I get close enough, um, you know, I'm trying to stay like in the back of the crowds because everybody should be moving up to watch okay. the action. I want to stay fair. towards the back, and when I get towards like a column, like extra cover, that's when I want to like kind of pop out and try to run between the Goliaths or sneak past them as invisible. Okay. Uh, go ahead and give me a stealth check for starters, just to see stealth check. Yeah, as a base. Stealth check. 16. 16. Um, you get close enough and you find a little like area of crates and barrels kind of like stacked off to the side that get you close enough. There's a moment where one of the Goliaths kind of like watched you for a moment 
and then kind of got distracted by something else. Uh, grabbed someone who was trying to sneak in, and they get thrown out of the archway, you know, and out into the crowd. Um, so he's distracted. So you pull out the scroll, you start reading it, and <laughs> you immediately go invisible. And that's when I want to still in a hurry because I know I probably only have about a minute that that spell will last. Yeah. Is I would have move like either behind or skirt, not not between the Goliaths, but you know, if it's I'm kind of a, the way I'm seeing it, like skirting to the left and then like yeah. past the one that's Give me on the left. Help with advantage as you do that. It's kind of shh. Shit. Shit. 13. 13. That's with advantage. That's with advantage. The first one I rolled a 10. Fuck. There's a moment as you're skirting behind one of the Goliaths. Your foot accidentally bumps into their foot as you're trying to get by them. And the Goliath looks at his foot and immediately turns around and brings his hand down right where you're standing. Give me a deck save as his hand is coming towards you. Deck save! You skirt underneath his hand, and but you only have two ways to go. You can either go right up the stairs, or you can go right out into the arena floor. He is blocking the access to the main spectators area. Oh no, right up the stairs. I, yeah, I want to go up the stairs. Tuck away as his hand slams into the wall and gravel and dust kind of poof off the wall. And you start making your way up the stairs. And he's sitting there going, <laughs> Hey, I know somebody's here. And, and he pulls down his huge ball. He starts swinging around <laughs> like the empty space trying to find you. You make your way up the stairs to the landing platform. The door is slightly ajar. It's it's it wasn't purposely closed, and you can hear laughter. And as you kind of like peer through the kind of like opening of the door, looking in, you can see something that you weren't quite expecting. Um, you can see the halfling has changed his clothes, and he's now wearing like very ostentatious wear, like very kind of like red and yellow leathers. Um, he's groomed himself to look better. <clears throat> and you can overhear him talking to the Goliaths, including Flavius. And, well, another day, another ruse. Um, I, I get, uh, so you have the evening off, Flavius. You're, you're free to stay or go wander. Well, I think it's going to look weird if I'm out there wandering, don't you? Well, just, here, use this. And he hands him, like, this bracer that he puts on. And you immediately watch him change his his self like into like just a standard looking human bystander and the door opens as you're peering through and he walks right by you doesn't even like come into contact with you you're watching him go down the stairs um and there you see uh rictavio kind of like enjoying the food the drink people are like catering to him um and they're always using the term boss or yes sir when they're like interacting with rictavio here, down below from where you're looking up, you, can see, you can't hear it, but you can see this happening. You can see that suddenly this halfling, who you thought was just this ward who was there to 
guard the entrance is suddenly behaving like they're the boss. They're in the big chair. They're eating. They're drinking. Um, Gelmir, you get through all the locks. <laughs> the ape looks down at you with a big, meaty smile on its face. The yeah, cage is still locked, gate. though. I'm going to open it. So you move over to the cage. I've been rolling so shitty for perception. It's killing me right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually going to give a bystander an insight check on your behavior. Just in case. So you walk over to the cage door and you start jury rigging the lock. Just as you hear the final announcement of the fight between Alexander and Mira the Swift. And the crowd goes crazy. Like, just <laughs> nuts. Um, but there's a there's this this guy kind of wanders over to you as you're Jimmy in the lock. And what you don't see is what he sees. Currently, the ape has thrown its chains out of the locking loops. And it's kind of shifted up, like, right behind you. Like, it knows what you're doing. And you're now jimmying at the lock of the gate that's like holding him in and now you can just feel drool landing on you as, <laughs> as, as the ape in anticipation of what you're about to do and the, and the drool is just like landing on you the person comes over and goes um are you mad what are you doing you can't let that beast out uh i don't tell you your job all right <laughs> Um, give me a slide ahead to see if you can... And uh, you can have advantage this time because this is more of a normal lock, so you can use your thieves tools. Uh oh both bad. Uh, 12. 12? The lockpick jams in the tumbler. doesn't quite let you unlock it. And you notice that the person... Gods? Gods! Turns and starts running towards the archway entrance to get the Goliath's attention. He's like waving at, towards them. Um, you can give me another slide of hand check to see if you get this gate open. Uh, 18. 18. You feel a click. The first was a DC 14. The second attempt was a DC 17. Yes! So you feel a click as the huge gate gets open. Um, give me a deck save as you're about to get run over by the ape running out of the cage. Oh, but we're such good friends. Well, but you... <laughs> given him his ultimate dream. He's been in captivity for a long time. It's a 13. Thir so you're going to take... Uh, or no, that... Well, do you want to uncanny dodge the effects? It's a de dex check? Or dex check? Oh, I'm, I don't have... I'm not a rogue. I'm a ranger, so I don't Oh, have that's that. right. You're a ranger. Yeah. So you feel him just kind of crush over you. Like, he bats you aside and ankles you out of his way and slams you up against, like, the cage bars and the open gate. Eight points of bludgeoning damage from the from the from him, and then suddenly he's out amongst the crowd and beating his chest and growling and roaring. Alex, as you're announced to the fight, Mirror the Swift starts just coming right at you as you're going right at her. Wintrude, you're up on the overhang looking into the inside. Tear is somewhere in the Coliseum. Gelmir has just been batted aside by this huge ape trying to escape its cage, coming out of its cage. This feels like a really good spot to stop. Now, here's the interesting thing. 
this whole event, the House of Pain, is a milestone. So, depending on how we do next week, and I know Tier won't be here, um, but so I, I, I do want to stop us a little early because I want to ask the question: Do we still want to meet next Friday or next Sunday? Because I go to fair the following Sunday. So if we don't play next Sunday, that's going to be two Sundays off. And I want to make sure, I, I don't know if you guys want Tier here for this. I mean, he's positioned in such a way, he'd be easy to play as an NPC with this outcome. But I also know it's going to be a possible milestone outcome. So I don't necessarily want to take everybody's license away from each other, from the idea of meeting next Sunday. What are you guys' thoughts? I leave it up to Tier if he's okay with uh, the session going on without him. Yeah, I mean, I actually I can't make next Sunday either. So. Oh, so you're you would have to be off next Sunday as well. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. that would be an important thing to note. So <laughs> <laughs> don't hold back, Zach. Like, let's <laughs> so with that in mind, we're going to take a, a two Sunday break. Um, so I just want to make sure everybody was okay with, so I, I, I know it's always hard to end at a cliffhanger, but I feel like there's so much going on that this is a good spot to end it. So we'll take next Sunday off and I'll be out of town the following Sunday. So when we meet, meet next, I believe we will be meeting on April 2nd is when we'll be meeting next time. So, hey, everybody, thank you for coming out and hanging out with us. That was a fucking cool session, guys. That was fucking (laughs) cool. I can't wait to see Alex fight. Can't wait to see what Rye's going to do as the ape rampages through the outskirts of the arena. And clearly, the Goliath is not the boss, as we've discovered that the halfling is obviously the boss. So that's going to be really interesting. But hey, everyone, thank you for coming out. Be safe, be kind. Don't forget to play a game. And we'll see you in two weeks. Two weeks. You guys linger for a moment, would you? <laughs> One of these days, I'll get this right.